it's like if you don't go to the gym, I'm not even gonna swipe on you. And it's like, right. Okay. I mean, that's the that's, that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like. <laughs> with sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the god particle is, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like scientifically proven that males' deep voice is more attractive. Uh oh. Well, I mean, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them and you eat their goddamn corpses. Is that necessarily true? This is a funny thing. I saw what TJ got picked to do this, and I said, I am a thousand times better than TJ. Like... Hello, and welcome back to We Are The Strange. This is a podcast where I talk to strange people like myself. Uh, let's just get right into it. Last week, I did a Town Hall Lounge over in Love's Park. Uh, pretty nice place to let me do 20 minutes, so I, I, uh, I featured right before Ben Hamilton, who's uh, super funny, and uh, I think who else is there? There's two other comics I didn't know, and then uh, not David Luce, I think he's going by David Luce. Uh, so that was a pretty good show. Um, that venue is a little weird. There was also, there was a heckler, heckling pretty much throughout the whole, uh, the whole night, uh, although uh, noticeably not during my set, and uh, that's one of the weird things is... Uh, I'll notice is that when I do either uh, I'm at mics or uh, when I'm at shows, the, if there's a heckler, they will conveniently leave me alone. And uh, I appreciate that. I'm very grateful. Please continue to leave me the fuck alone. Because <laughs> I'm always like, as it happens, I'm like, I want to fucking leave. I don't know. I don't have enough experience to deal with a heckler at this point. Just because, like, the times that I have seen them, they never really talk to me. Um, I've handled a couple in the past. Uh, very, very few though, and I came out on top, but I really, there's gonna be one time where I don't, <laughs> so please just continue to ignore me like I don't exist. That would be great. Um, I just got back from Star Wars, and, uh, I gotta say, uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it. There was a bunch of weird, dumb things I thought, I, I thought were very fan y and unnecessary. I'm not gonna do any, there's not gonna be any spoilers in this at all. Uh, because I know it just came out, and that was one of the reasons I saw it. I was like, I need to see this movie before it gets spoiled for me, inevitably. Um, so, all I will say is that there's a certain plot device, mainly with uh, Kylo Ren, where th- that bothers me. And I've seen a lot of storytelling. Basically, his whole fucking thing is that he is his dad is his grandpa he's like he's Darth Vader's grandson so he's like I'm gonna be evil too I'm like blah 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 that doesn't make any sense and it was bothering me the whole time you know that uh, he's just like oh, I'm I gotta be evil cause you know my grandpa is evil and shit so that doesn't make that's like me saying it's like my dad was a cop so someday I'm gonna become a cop like that doesn't make any sense I'm not gonna become a cop you know and, and for also it, Luke Skywalker also he his dad was Darth Vader and he was fine so none of the none of their like uh, none of their inner monologues or the things that are worried about makes any sense they're like what if I turn evil well what if you don't what if you don't it doesn't make any sense the only thing I did hate about that movie is the fucking mom with her three little kids sitting right next to me I thought that my eyeballs were gonna explode out of my head because the entire time they were just laughing and giggling and talking these little kids and she shushed them for the first like I don't know 30 minutes and then for the rest of the movie she just fucking gave up she just gave the fuck up to the point where they were like screaming and running around 
and no one's saying anything. And I'm right next to him, and I'm, I'm like, getting, I'm, like, I think my hair is falling out. I don't know. I'm trying to hear. It's, like, points, in, like, very dramatic points in the movie where it's, like, it's super quiet. And then near Kylo Ren, he's, like, I'm about to say something so profound. It's going to blow your pants off. And then he's, like, and I'll hear this. Ah! I'm, like, oh, fuck. Fuck you. And I'm like, what did he say? And it's over. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck he said. He's like, your little kid's screaming. Look at him. He looks weird. Yeah, I know he looks weird. I know he looks weird. We got over that in the first two movies. He just looks like a weird, he's a weird looking dude. I get it. And then after the movie is over, I'm looking at the lady and I was like, I was just like, I hate this fucking dumb cunt mom with her dumb cunt kids. And I, I'm not sure she heard me, but, but she came up, uh, she she went up to, to me and she was like, sorry if my kids were disruptive the whole time. And I just like looked at her and then she walked away and I was like, don't be fucking sorry. Just control your goddamn kids. All right. You don't, you wouldn't have to be sorry if you just told them to shut the fuck up. Like you were doing it at the beginning and that's why I was tolerating it. Like they, they would. Do, do a little gibberish, whatever the fuck little kids say. Those shapes and colors, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch a Star Wars movie, and I'm trying not to be that guy who freaks out at a Star Wars movie. So, I, I mean, she, she really just let them run around. It was bananas. It was bananas. They, they, they tried to come sit by me and, and my friend, and I'm just like, dude, like, all you're teaching them is that they can do whatever the fuck they want. And you apologize. You think, like, apologizing makes it better? Just don't let your kids fucking run around. I don't understand, like, how it's supposed to become our problems. I hate when people are disruptive at movie theaters. Like, 90 other people didn't pay money to see this fucking movie, too. Like, oh, it's because I have kids and I can... Well, the, don't bring them to a movie theater if they're going to be disruptive. You know? Just don't. I don't bring my magic cards places and start playing, even though I really want to. Because that would be inappropriate. It's inappropriate. I hope that she's at a movie theater with her kids. And then I'm going to show up and then start playing Magic the Gathering on their faces. <laughs> and then for two hours. And then at the end of it, I'm going to be like, oh, sorry. I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just super mad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Uh, not a big fucking fan. Um, I hate Christmas. I hate, 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 I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, everything about it bothers me. But the, the main thing that it stems from is just like my, my childhood, basically. When I was a kid, I remember like my family didn't have a whole lot of money, especially my mom. My mom's a single mom. Um, you know, her and my dad had been split up for a very long time. She's basically on her own. And uh, she's just like a full time nurse working all the time. And I remember, like, catching her crying, you know, a couple years in a row just because she couldn't get us gifts. And that always, like, drove me nuts. Just, like, as a kid that my mom, would, who works so fucking hard, would feel so pressured to get us crap we don't fucking need just because, you know, this stupid made-up holiday, uh, you know, deems it to be the, the norm. And I'm just like... It, 
since then, like stuff like holidays and traditions, they don't, I don't get them. I don't understand them. I, I think that people don't think enough about where these these things stem from or where they originated. Like the whole meaning of them, whatever it was, is lost in general already. Now it's just bullshit to get you to buy things. That's all. It's just a fucking scam. And it, it makes you do things like put yourself around your family. Like everyone comes in for the family. And, you know, a lot of people don't get along with their family. They're like, we have to for this one day. No, you don't. You don't. Why? Why do you have to? It doesn't make any sense. Like, ask why. Why do you think that you have to? If you did it, nothing would happen. Same shit doesn't happen. Nothing, nothing happens. It's just another fucking day that we dress up to be, you know, something it's not. I'm not pretending to like certain members of my family if I don't have to. I don't even know if I'm going to see my family this year. Probably not. I do not celebrate Christmas, you know, personally. I don't. My family does, and they, they like it. And I get it. I'm not trying to be Grinch. I know that other people like it. I'm always trying to be better about it. It doesn't bother me when other people like Christmas, like Christmas. I just personally do not care for it and I don't want to celebrate. And so because of that shit with my mom, you know, always feeling pressure to get us stuff, I I actually get a bunch of anxiety when anyone tries to give me a gift or I'm in a situation where I need to give someone a gift. I get like an insane amount of anxiety and I never really explain it to people because people don't really get it. And but like for me it was like that whole time every time it just makes me it's like it's like weird PTSD like whenever any anything involving gifts comes up like I remember walking into a room and seeing my mom cry that's 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 what I see I remember that feeling like my body remembers it it's like muscle memory because it's happened a bunch of times because she wasn't always doing great you know but she was doing her best you know, we, we got to eat, and that's all I really care about is food, you know. But, uh, so I, I, I just don't, I always try to opt out of those situations. I think there was, like, a white elephant at work. Any any white elephant, anything, don't, <laughs> I always opt out, no matter what. Um, and I noticed that people would get me gifts. I never really tell them, if you've gotten me a gift already, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and I suppress my anxiety to accept stuff like this. Um, but I think I just, I, just, I just need to be more vocal about it and explain. To, it's just a super long story to explain to people why I don't like Christmas and why I hate anything involving gifts at all. You know, especially now that my mom, like she had a stroke earlier in the year and she's not doing super hot. Like basically the whole left side of her body is paralyzed so I'm trying to help as much as I can like financially it's like it's a little rough because I don't actually make that much I try as of right now I donate everything that I make from like stand-up and all the little uh, music to her to help her because she can't go back to work yet or probably ever she was a full-time nurse you need your arm and your leg both of them to do shit you can't just you know she they were trying to have her come in to do some clerical work, but I think that it's uh, she needs like a wheelchair and a special mouse because uh, actually now her right side's paralyzed because now she can only use her left hand, and I know that's a pain in the ass for her. So she needs like a special mouse. She needs a special computer program so where she can control things with like a voice. And I just don't think that they, uh, I don't think that they uh, want to deal with the hassle. So I'm pretty sure she's gonna lose her house. Um, and I hate to be heavy about it, but, um, I mean, that's just the situation right now. 
I know I don't really uh, talk about it a whole lot. It's because, like, it's, when, when am I going to bring that up? When I'm telling my dick jokes. And I want to bring out when I'm hanging out with my friends, you know. But that's, like, if you see me not around or doing stuff, like, I'm trying to figure stuff out um, with that. Uh, so don't think that I'm just, like, absent for no reason. I'm also busy doing, like, music and, uh, and stand-up. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh... So yeah, long story short, please don't get me anything anymore. <laughs> no more gifts. I just, uh, I, I, I just, I think I just zero. If anything, I'll just spend some time with my mom. Um, I mean, and my my very very close knit family, like just like my mom, my stepdad, my sister, and then that's it. That's all I really uh, want to handle this year. I mean, I didn't even see them at Thanksgiving, you know, because uh, I told my mom, I was like, told her, I was like, listen. If you stay here, I won't come. I will cook. I will help cook for Thanksgiving and, you know, I'll hang out with you guys. But if you go anywhere else, you're dead to me. You're all dead to me. And then I got a text from my mom. She's like, okay, we're doing Thanksgiving at my aunt's house. And I just didn't respond because, <laughs> because I warned you, mom. I'm not coming over. I just don't want to deal with it. I'm not big on uh, holidays. I'm not even huge on family. I talk to my mom because I like my mom. That's it. If she was uh, if she was shitty, I wouldn't even talk to her. Cause I'm I'm just not, that's the, how I am with family. You know, I was passed around a lot as a kid between like you know divorces and moving and whatever. And I I just you know it definitely affected me. You know, but now now I just I just I like. I'm only going to talk to people I like. I don't want to be around people I don't like. I, I hate that, uh, you know, some people have to tolerate it. I, I refuse. Because like, I could just leave. I could just leave or be somewhere else. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try for her for her sake. But she knows I don't want that. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, her and I haven't always seen eye to eye. I remember we, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like five years ago, eight years ago. Who knows at this point? It's hard to keep track. I keep estranging myself from my family. I remember my dad kicked me out when I was 17 years old, and he, well, I mean, I think he was supposed to be bluffing. I think he was bluffing. He expected me to come back. But the day he kicked me out, he didn't see me again for another three years, you know? Because uh, they thought I was going to come back. They're like, I didn't even come back for my stuff. I don't give a fuck about stuff. I had all this stuff. I just left it. I started from scratch. I lived on my friend's floor for three years with nothing. I had ba I barely had clothes. I just finished out the rest of high school, and, uh, and then... Uh, and eventually I moved out somewhere else on my own. I can't even keep track because I moved around so much. But, like, I don't give a shit about material things. And I don't give a shit about, like, f these family ties that are born out of, like, uh, obligation. Like, a, uh, an obligation. Like, they always try to hold it over you. And they're like, you got to do it because it's your family. It's like, I didn't choose to be in this family. And the only reason you're taking care of me is because for the first, like, 18 years of my life, you were legally obligated to or do something with me. You're supposed to do something with me. You can't just leave me around that's illegal. So I, I'm not going to give you a cookie for doing what you were supposed to do. If I had a kid, I would also do the same shit till they're 18, you know? And my my dad didn't even last till I was 18. And he kicked me out. He's like, I was 17 years old and just, like, kicked me out of the fucking house, you know? tackled me on my own front lawn because I <laughs> on the way out I flipped him off and called him a bitch and I kind of just like always I still feel that way about him you know <laughs> some things like never ever change um but uh and same thing happened with my mom I, I, I moved back with my mom a little bit like when I was like 25 and 
she couldn't take me in at the time. She didn't have money. You know, she couldn't take she couldn't do it. Um, after things had settled and she was at a house, I moved back in for a little bit. That didn't last long. Um, you know, your, 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 your family, your parents, they're, they're people. They have, they're very flawed. I know you, in the beginning stages, like as a kid, you, you think that your, your parents are like infallible. You hold them up on this pedestal, but it's like, they're hundred percent people. They're hundred percent human. I remember I remember the exact point in time that I realized that for the both of them, you know, when I was, uh, I think I was like seven years old and I think it was one of the original Batmans. I just remember bothering my mom so much about, I was everywhere with her. I was like trying to always be around her. I was such a mama's boy. And like to the point where like she tried to go see a movie one time without me and my brother, just with her, with her sisters, you know, it was a time away from the kids who were screaming and and I'm like, raising fucking home screaming i'm crying and then i remember she just turned to me and she's she screamed and she's just like why can't you just leave me alone and i was like and i i was like quiet immediately and i was just like ah oh, that was a weird feeling and then i realized that sometimes your family doesn't want you to be around you know that's at the point i realized that you know sometimes you're a fucking you're fucking annoying you know and i needed that i don't blame my mom at all like for saying that to me um, you know, and I don't want her to, I don't want her or anyone to think that that's why I'm so like weird about being around family and like, you know, I, I hate being, I did, I mean, actually, I think it did affect me a little bit. I hate being a burden to anyone. It like really, really bothers me. And that's part of the reason that I left uh, my mom's place that time was because she started treating me like a burden. And then one day I just left without saying anything and I didn't talk to her for three years. <laughs> She, didn't, she found out that I was moving out the day that I just started grabbing all my stuff. And then I just left for three years and then never talked to them again. Um, eventually I did when uh, three years later my, uh, my aunt got married. And so I went to that wedding. And then my mom, she was smart. She didn't bring up anything. She just said hi and then pretended like nothing happened. And that's exactly what I need. Because if you put pressure on me to like want to be... If you pressure me into being in some kind of relationship, either friendship romantic or family i will bail immediately and my mom learned that about me and ever since then we've been fine we've been fine for many many years now we're, we're pretty close now uh, now that she knows not to put any pressure on me or you know because and I'll, I'll hop on her as much as i can of course you know but i only like or talk to people or help people that i like talking to or being around and that's like the only reason you know uh, her and I are speaking right now. I like talking to my mom. Um, the other thing uh, I want to talk about is, is all, all the shit going on with uh, Mark Cook and all that shenanigans. I know I touched on it before with skits. Um, and I like talking to skits about it because I think skits is uh, way more um, even keeled than a lot of people are, are doing. Neither We're neither condemning, you know, condemning or supporting the things that he's doing. I think he's just a guy trying to figure it out. You know, and whatever, whatever your regardless of whatever your opinion is, I, I think that people are, are getting pretty vicious about it. You know, and, and like that like bothers me, it makes me uncomfortable. It, I, I see groups of people just like shitting on a person they've never met in their entire life. They've never, a lot, most of them, yeah, I've never met him in person, and I've I've talked to him several times. Uh, you know, and I get that some people might say, "Hey, Chris, I mean, he might be a scumbag. You don't know him well." 
And I was like, yeah, but I know him a little bit better than you since I've talked to him in person. I get it. I could be wrong, but you're basing your information based on less information than I'm getting. So it really doesn't make any sense that you're just all gang up on this dude from the internet. You know, it, it just, it makes me uncomfortable. It, it, it feels to me like a mob mentality. And in a mob mentality, for a lot of people who I consider friends and, and think are genuinely super nice people, it becomes easier to say things they might not normally say, you know, maybe get swept up in, in a group emotion and, you know, maybe even start shitting all over a person you've never met in your life. You know, I get that you're seeing things that, you know, back and forth on Facebook and I get that. But at the same time, I mean, think back to all the times you sent a text that didn't come off the way you you wanted it to, you know. You weren't even thinking about it. This is I'm 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 like I'm likening it to a similar thing to that. Like I know a lot of people like came down hard on them for that weird shit in the beginning, um, and they think that when they were posing those questions, there wasn't any amount of like. Uh, I don't know, malice or anything like that just because of the way it was worded. But, I mean, nothing ever reads the way that you think you are. And I think that if you're already expecting a bad... If you're already expecting the, to say something that's wrong, I think that's there's bias already and it needs to be removed. And I think just, like... And I know this, is, this opinion doesn't make me very popular with a lot of the people that, you know, are, are saying this shit about this guy. And I get that. But at the same time, that's even more, I, I feel like I have a responsibility to kind of go against the grain because mob mentalities scare the shit out of me. It reminds me of all the bad things I hate about religion, you know, and I don't hate religion itself, but there's always that, I guess I'll use movies as an example. I don't know if you guys saw The Mist where they're like, they were all scared and they became united in their fear in the, in that in that grocery store and they just started picking people they thought were evil and murdering them, <laughs> you know? It reminds me of, uh, like, the Salem witch hunt, you know? It, I think it's everyone loves a common enemy, and I get that. But, I mean, to pick someone who, who's been genuinely decent to me and a lot of people I, and then kind of, like you know, rip into him just because he doesn't do things the way you think. Or, and maybe he even flat out lied about having those people come. And I get that. But I mean, maybe he doesn't think that he's lying. Do you ever think for a second that maybe he actually truly believes that he's going to get these people there? I mean, if we're going to start calling out people like that, I mean, there's other people we could be calling out for other things. I would say not be so harsh, you know, but there's a lot of things in the community where I'm like, Dude, someone pull that person aside and tell them that what they're doing is toxic, you know? And maybe explain to them. Maybe they don't know. But instead, like, we just, like, put this dude on blast. And I I, I saw there was, a, there was a second letter. And he hasn't... Maybe I should leave this out. Uh, I don't know if I should talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that. We'll just skip it. Just try not to get so swept up in 
in this, you know, hive mind mentality. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that word, but here's the thing. It's one thing to, like, rip someone to shreds because you think you're trying to protect the, the scene, the community. But it's another thing to revel in it, to enjoy it so much. I think it should be harder to do something like that, you know? I think it should be harder to um, attack someone's character you know, it shouldn't be so fun and easy. Doing the right thing oftentimes is not fun and easy. It's doing, it's harder to do the right thing, you know. And that's what I feel right now. Like, even though I know a lot of people aren't going to like hearing this from me, um, and I, I, it's hard for me to do that because now I'm worried I'm, like, going to be lumped in with him and then they're just going to, you know, not take me seriously or anything like that. Like, my opinion's not valid anymore. But at the same time, like, if you're my friend and you stop being my friend over, you know, a disagreement in opinion, then we weren't really that good of friends to begin with, I guess. You know? Just be careful. I genuinely think he's a nice guy. And I like you guys, too. Um, and I would defend you guys, too, if there was a horde of people shitting on you. Um, I would 100% be like, they're actually genuinely nice people, you know? And I truly believe that you guys still are. I just think that a lot of you guys are getting swept up in the moment. Um, over some bullshit who <laughs> that started by basically someone who's probably not even a comic, really. This is probably an outside perspective from someone who thinks that they're helping Mark. I think initially start, it, it started with them as they think that they're helping Mark. But now I believe that they're just enjoying the, the attention. You know, roundabout. I know they're anonymous, but they like how much it's affecting us and we're giving power to it because uh, we're letting it. We're letting it. And uh, I, I think it's like unnecessary. I mean, for all intents and purposes, no matter what he tries, no matter what Mark tries to brand the mic as, it's just a chance to get stage time. You know, don't go if you think it's bullshit you're going to get on the show. That's fine. I mean, I, I think normal people can sense that immediately when they get there. That, it, you know, just use it as stage time. That's all it is, and that's all we need. So, um, let's get into my last segment. I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna keep this short. Um, okay, let's go into misconnections. So, watch out in these areas. This one's called "Need Advice on Houseplant." I think they meant to say houseplant. Uh, so, watch out in East Lakeview. I want to hire someone to come to my house and give me advice on a few ideas I have with plants. I need advice on placement of plants throughout my home regarding light, watering, etc. I want to build a living wall. I don't know why Brennan sent me this one, to be completely honest. I'm going to read it anyway because he's nice enough to send me these. I think he thinks it's bogus. He senses uh, bogus. I think this, is, this honestly just sounds like someone who's uh, a plant enthusiast. Maybe someone who is wrong, Brennan, to some degree. Uh, I don't know what you did to Brennan, but he does not like that you want to build a living wall. Actually, now when you place, when you say it, when I say it like that, it sounds more like an Akira thing, and I'm against it. I don't want anyone to build a living wall of um, people or anything like that. So you're right, Brennan. Let's just uh, let's put this guy in blast. <laughs> this next one's called "Looking for a Good BJ to Watch Out in Rochelle." Ladies, where you at? Send pick. 
must be discreet. Not really a misconnection. More like, unless you ran into that BJ at Jewel in Rochelle, but I don't think you did. I think you're just casting a really gross wide net. I mean, is it gross? I never really know. Uh, asking people to have, I, I think it's more sad than I think uh, problematic. You know, it's just like, I gotta ask all these people for a good BJ. Or maybe they get BJs all the time, but they're not very good. But at that, in that point, wouldn't you ask for a great BJ? Why not an amazing, fantastic BJ? This guy just looking for a good BJ. Because uh, I guess he's not greedy. <laughs> he's very self-aware. He's just like, I don't deserve an amazing BJ. But I should definitely get at least a good BJ and turn all these bad BJs. That's gross. Either way. This last one is, uh, oof. thanks for this one, Brennan. This one's called Looking for BBW Grandma. So watch out in Bolingbrook. Looking to eat and dig out grandma pastry in town at Hotel Hungry. Ugh. Ugh. I'm gonna read it again. Looking to eat and dig out grandma pastry in town at Hotel Hungry. You know what? I don't think that's a real hotel. And I don't believe that he's talking about pastries. I think he's saying something. Can you imagine? Listen, also, not only are parents people, but grandmas are people. Grandmas, grandpas, they're people with needs. And there's definitely grandmas who are into this. I know you don't want to think about it. But there's definitely some grandmas who are into some shit. <laughs> and, the, you know, I mean, we're all going to be grandpas or grandmas at a certain point. I mean, I'm just using it as a, uh, you know, general term for old. You know, you're not, you might not have kids. Um, but, I mean, some grandmas are totally like, I wish someone would dig out my gra <laughs> grandma pastry. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's it's that one's not problematic. It's just kind of gross, I, and I, I hate to say that, but I I think uh, that's uh well, <laughs> what do I got coming up? I got a I got a what I got? I got a oh I got a, a still not Friday, next week uh, December twenty sixth. I'll be at Two Brothers Roundhouse. They've been nice enough to give me around ten to twelve minutes. Not really sure. I'm the special guest of the evening. Sorry to burp. And uh, I think that's all the shows I got for the year, honestly. I think that's it. I uh, I did a town hall last week. And I think I had a show week this, this month. But I have literally no bookings for January. So um, I guess I'll just start doing close-up magic and see what, what that gets me. That's always been, like, my go-to. Like, if, if anything ever happens to me... Because I, I started doing stand-up, like, right after uh, I got divorced and my wife left me. And then I always joked that if one more bad relationship happened, I would be doing close-up magic on the fucking street corner. And I still kind of feel that way. <laughs> TJ, uh, I think, this year, like, found out that I was looking at unicycles. <laughs> Sometimes when I... I'm alone. I think that things are a good idea. And then it takes a, a married man to see it out of my alone perspective. And he's like, don't do that. That's a bad idea. 
And I appreciate that kind of dynamic. Damn it, I mentioned his name again. I always end up mentioning him once. Well, that's the worst. Anyway, and if you have any questions or comments or misconnections, uh, so Brennan's not the only one sending them in to me, uh, send it to wearethestrangepodcast at gmail.com. I will definitely get to them. Uh, No one has sent me anything yet so far for any reason. And uh, I don't blame you. All right, see you next time.